0: You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Hey, it's your boy Time here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, fellas, fellas, fellas. We have reached... An all-time low on the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast. Audience, because this is what you're about to hear. You are about to hear a show that has no time on it. And do you want to know why that is? It's because these boys were so defeated that the Panthers gave the Saints that smoke and that time was talking all that junk in the group chat that they decided they wanted to go and do the podcast without Tom behind his back and act like Tom didn't show up to work. Oh my goodness, we have reached an all-time low, but listen, this is what's funny about this. Tom is the one who puts the episodes online. Tom is the one that does the post-production, so what does that mean? That means Tom gets to say his piece anyways. So nice try, fellas. But this ain't going to go through. So, stay tuned once the boring part is over and you will get what I'm going to dub overtime. Where Tom's going to come in, say his piece about what the guys talked about, and let them know that they can't just lock time out of the show just because the Panthers are going to the Super Bowl. Let's get it.
1: Whoa! Well, welcome to the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast. You know, usually time does this, but he decided to take the day off and just blew us off. So we have to go solo dolo with us too. So I guess it's not really solo, but uh, we're going without our trio. We're going duos today.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, but I who who doesn't like double stuffed Oreos, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Like who doesn't like those? So you got us. I mean, hopefully you know uh it's not a problem i mean it is for us because you know time plays an intricate part in our trio
1: and he just blew us off today you know he had more important things to do so So we're just gonna go on without him the show must go on
2: it must go on i'll do my best time information so fellas what did y'all do this weekend (laughs) so then we'll start with you D, I'll start with you. Actually, no, I'll
1: start it because you know you like to talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend we had our big matchup with St. Augustine, Ooh. which hey, uh,
2: look, look, Gary, I, I have to admit, bro, I have been waiting for two or three days for this podcast to happen on this beautiful Monday. So I can hear exactly what happened this weekend because Gary's been flaunting the fact that he's three and old uh in high school football right now which comes with a 500 hundred dollar price tag on each win as a donation obviously to the school but he has to be over 500. so they're currently three and oh riding high gary i mean they've probably got into their groove but now they got this buzzsaw which is what the st
1: augustine correct they are uh, they've been
2: good since st. i
1: was in high school
2: go ahead so, and say the famous lines of every High school coach that ever play a really good team, they recruit. Go on and say they recruit.
1: No, no, no. St. Augustine doesn't. I will say St. Augustine is the main school in the area over there. And all the kids, they grow up together, they go to this school. There's not like five other schools that feed that take from the school every kid goes to the school in that area like my like my school there's like four other schools around that kids get fed to so it's not broken into because the way where st augustine is located they're all together so they've had the same kids grown up since they were little always saying staying together
2: so that's Ooh. why they're always
1: good is what i'm saying so uh i will say
2: are you planning them at your house or they, they yeah go, so we're at know?
1: home we're at home yeah.
2: Is it I, I'm I'm gonna be pissed off if you don't tell me that this place is packed because y'all are undefeated They obviously they Like had they a really one. good game. They they were two and one. I mean, obviously there's a there's a I mean Based off of how you sounding, There's a there's a talent level drop off <laughs> from One team to another but is everybody there because this is an undefeated season. Well, how many years do y'all go three and all gear? So
1: they haven't been 3-0 and since 2010.
2: Perfect. So everybody should be at this game. Is everybody at this game here?
1: No. I was actually surprised. We didn't have Are you serious? I thought we would have. Yeah. I, I thought we would have had more, but uh, it's all right. We, we don't need them. They don't want to come. That's fine. No big deal. So I will say uh, the first half didn't start off very well. I can say that much so just i'm just going to jump right to halftime we get to halftime and we are down 38 to seven
2: okay Okay. i mean that's not that's not 38 to seven that's not that's not Uh, okay so so okay Um, so seven i don't really at half let me i know you
1: always say uh what what do you do to tell the kids well you have to stay positive. You can't. Obviously, nobody's happy you're down 38-7. You got to tell them they got to come back and fight. They got to at least show if we don't come back and win, because it's, it's obviously it's tough to do that for any team. But you got to at least show you got to fight. So, okay, so
2: hold, hold, hold on. Hold on before this halftime speech, Gary. You got to give me, like, the lay of the game. Like, are you guys making mistakes, or are they just marching down the field? Are y'all making mistakes, and they just marching down the uh, field? Oh, we're making Score?
1: mistakes, and then we would miss a few tackles, and they'd break a long run for a touchdown, stuff like that. So it wasn't like they were just manhandling us or anything. It was more but like we were, made mistakes. If they
2: were breaking tackles, Gary. If they were no, breaking I'm saying we just didn't wrap
1: up. We didn't wrap up.
2: <laughs> well, that's the – okay. All right, I get what you're saying. I see what you're coaching, though. I like where your head is. So then, we're at halftime. We all beat up. Like, everybody kind of looking around like, damn, we kind of knew this was going to happen. And, Gary, your speech is
1: – No, so now you, got, you just got to say, hey – you got to go out there and show them you got to fight. You can't give in. You can't just roll over because they'll put up 70 on you. You can't do that. you got to keep working and show your – this doesn't make or break our season because we can still win out or win more games the rest of the year and still go to the playoffs and then see them again. So, like, there's no – this does not break our season. I think that's what you have to tell them. You have to break it down for them. So, with saying that, we come back out in the second half.
2: Hold on. Hold on before you give us the second half it sounds like you just gave us do i mean at this point do we believe enough that we could beat this team they better okay all right okay all right so we go in the second half
1: so we go into the second half and uh we score three quick touchdowns so we're down 10 points now
2: hold on <laughs> whoa <laughs> uh. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> what, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> is that how you? Is this how we start? What was this energy at to start of the game? This. This is what, what I'm saying. That's just okay. What I'm saying. Like, okay. So, so we're we're thirty eight to seven and a half. Correct. We score three quick ones, so it's twenty eight. Thirty eight. Twenty eight. Right. Right. Wow, what like what happened? Like was these like passes? Was no, these pick so
1: sixes? we started. We got we stopped. We got some stops. Uh, we got a turnover. Um, and then our running back broke some long runs. So the first half, I think he was twelve for thirty-four. The okay. first half. Okay, and then I'll give you the second half once I finish talking about the second half. Okay. So he f- broke some runs. We made some plays. And things changed. And I think the the team started to feel feeling it more. They started to, okay, they Uh-oh. started to believe.
2: Uh-oh. Hey, I liked it. Hey, I, I hey, Gary, it sounds like, man, it sounded inspirational right now, Gary. This is legendary podcasting. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so we're down 38 28.
1: So, yep. Yeah, and then they, they take the ball, they score again. So they go up another score. I would say they're 45 28. Yep. So then we we keep going, we keep fighting, we get in, we score again.
2: Okay, so it's
1: 35-45. And then uh so we we keep working and they score again and then we score uh 3 so and we end up losing 54 to 38. We okay. outscored them in the second half. So like we we outscored them offensively. Than they did, obviously. So okay. we played better in the second half. We played more. If we were to play like that in the first half, it would have been a much closer game. And in the second half, our running back had 12 carries for 200 and something yards.
2: So what was the biggest difference other than the speech that you gave at halftime? I don't think it's just...
1: I think it was just... I think that's all it was. I think the kids realized, hey... Once we got momentum, I think they got down on themselves once they got a quick score or whatever they got down on them. But once we came out and was able to get the quick score back, get a stop, get another score, I think they started to realize, hey, we have opportunity. And, yes, I know there's no moral victories, but we still had – we showed a good showing in the second half against a team that's going to be projected to be one of the finalists in the state. So I think that's just a good thing. It's a good thing to build on, and you go into the next week, which we have a bye week. So there will be no game recap next week. So there will be just a bye week, get ready, and for the rest of the season, like we said, it doesn't make or break the season. We just got to keep going, and we can still do what we got to do.
2: I got to ask this. How how the players, I mean, how y'all holding up health-wise? I mean, obviously, y'all had to do probably something different because of the pandemic, uh, or did y'all have to do anything different as far as preparation? And if so, like how did that affect, like, your coaching? Because obviously, I mean, y'all three and one, I mean, y'all playing good football. I mean, you're putting up all these points in the second half against a good team. Your team's believing now. So what, I mean, how did you get there?
1: So, yeah, you got, obviously there's always injuries and you have some kids that can't go through it and some that play through and you just got to try and manage and make sure everybody's ready to go. Cause you never know, like if somebody gets hurt in the game, somebody could be prepared to step up and go because that's their opportunity and everybody's got to be ready. So I think it's just making sure everybody's on the same page and Keeping it where it's simple, so but not crazy. too, not outrageous.
2: That's so crazy, everybody. man. That's so crazy. You, you, you're a real live high school football coach, bro. Like, is there any politics in high school football?
1: Um, I would say yes. In general, boom, there boom. is politics all around. Because you uh, PC, boom. No, no, no. I, I would say yeah, there is because it's it's just like other schools, like. You, you coach with other people. You grew up with other people. They might be coaching. So you have that. And it's just like professional. You see a lot of coaches get jobs in the NFL because of who they know. It's not actually what they know football-wise. It's who they know. And yeah. as long as you can maintain what you got to do and your team wins – it makes you look good too. Like we said this last week, Adam Gates is a prime example. He is a product of being the co-offensive coordinator when Peyton Manning was the quarterback. You don't yeah. do anything at offensive coordinator if some if Peyton Manning is the quarterback. You're just stand there. Yeah. Like he's not so he Thanks was Thanks for the, the job, the, Peyton. <laughs> so like there's been it's been proven multiple times, but I think there's politics in sports everywhere, all levels. I even think it's in pop Warner too.
2: Okay. All right, I, I I mean, you know, I I didn't mean anything. Oh, no, you're good. I, is that is that all you did this weekend, man? Well, I, I, mean, I
1: also put together uh my first the Thanos glove Legos. I know uh, you posted a picture of the ones you and the kids put together, so I put my first one together. I will say it is pretty awesome how intricate they get, the colors and everything. Oh, it's outrageous!
2: I love that the fingers move and like I do different like hand signals with the. You saw them obviously because yeah. I put them in group chat. But what's what's crazy to me is is that dude, do you remember when Legos sucked? Like oh, you, it was you had to you had to
1: use your own imagination and build oh. something and you always build a block house, and that's all you ever built.
2: Dude, can can you <laughs> like think about that, man? Like what if you were old enough to experience like when Legos first came out and that's what you was like that's your litness test. Like, man, you remember we used to man, we used to build a hill out of some houses, like but you they literally was all everything
1: blocks. everybody built. Unless you're one of these Lego masters, everybody built a freaking house or a garage or they try to make a little car because they had the ones with wheels. That was it. Nobody yeah. built anything ever. Nobody I ever knew built anything different because you just your imagination as a kid wasn't going crazy like that. You were just building whatever. Yeah. Putting things together, too.
2: Absolutely. To to where we are right now and, and the bus that we have was well, crazy. How long did it take you, Gary?
1: So it took me about two and a half hours.
2: Okay. So my, me and my wife had a conversation about this and it makes sense, but it makes no sense. She asked me, she said, why are you gluing the Legos together? And I said, I'm gluing them together so we don't lose the Lego. She was like, well, we're not going to, you don't have to glue it. You can put it somewhere and we still won't lose the Lego and i was like you don't understand like accidents happen and because accidents happen this glue is my insurance so did you glue every piece or what did you glue i glue every piece bro oh that
1: took a long time then
2: that's what yeah that's (laughs) why because i'm not gluing mine
1: because i know where mine's going so it is now, if it falls and breaks, I'm going to throw something because there's no way I'll be able to put it back together. No
2: way. I keep the books. I always keep, I keep the books.
1: The book, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like, gluing it, it's got to take you all day to glue it
2: because you're. Oh, the bro. Piece. And it was super glue, too, and brother. You can't screw up. Nah. Super <laughs> glue, too, brother. Super glue. It was a lot of checking to make sure it was the right piece. Oh, yeah. you you. There's no, no mistakes because you I can't say pull it off.
1: My fingers they were cramping so much because the little bitty pieces you got to move my yeah. fingers aren't made for that little bitty pieces and putting and stuff and then I mess up a few times I' trying to peel the thing off and get it back off it's so it's so but it was fun I enjoyed it so I have more to build yeah. so I'm looking forward to building those I think it's a good time I'm actually probably gonna get into a little more Lego stuff just because I think they got some cool sets you can build too
2: okay so I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest and I'm coming out because is that all you did this weekend
1: yeah that was my weekend.
2: Uh, okay, I, I I wanted to come out and I want to say this, Gary, and and I don't know, but I'm trying to, I'm kind of jealous of kids, not just my kids, just kids just in general, and, and here's why I'm jealous of kids just in general, just like you said, this Lego sets. When we were growing up, man, you know we had light brights and you know we had uh, etch a sketch and all that stuff, and we just like man, we were the king of the crop man, look at the stuff that they have these days now, bro. Like, uh, just imagine if we were younger and we had Facebook and TikTok and all this social media stuff and having all these avenues to either create income or get you an audience or just do the stuff that we've done. Like, just think if we'd had it and it was this big, Gary, when we were playing, we were in college. Well, just think about if you had NIL when you were in college, you could get just, paid. It's, <laughs> but it's it's crazy, though, because I mean, you look at this stuff and you go, man, you guys, you guys got it better than we did. And they just like, man, you know, you don't understand. And we, because we went through what we went through and they're going through what they're going through and their struggle is a little bit less. We just like, man, but it's still way better than we ever had. So I, I, I was looking at my kids, man. And they was like, you know, they was playing Nintendo switches and I'm just like, man, I had a Game Boy. Yeah, that's a giant Game Boy. <laughs> bro, a game, I had a Game Boy, bro. And you could hook this damn thing up to the TV. You could play. Like, it got great graphics. Bro, we had a Game Boy. Think about that. We had We had Pong. I know Pong was right before
1: us, but we still had Pong. I played Pong. Literally just watching a ball go back and forth.
2: Man, and everything on the Internet, and it's so much better. On the internet,
1: I, I just—I know you remember AOL having to wait for it to connect. Yes. Can't make a phone call. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, I'm telling you, my my kids—they do it all the time. Every time they see a VCR tape, they just like, "Daddy, what is that? What did y'all use that for?" I was like, "See, that's see y'all y'all and and then just just here recently, this is recently, Gary, all these streaming services that are popping up. You know, it was Netflix is like Netflix, and then everybody was like, "Oh." let me copy that business model and then boom you just like damn see
1: i will say some of the stuff took away responsibility of kids like if you think about blockbuster and stuff like that with vhs you were talking about you had to rewind it or you got you got a penalty like you got you got like you had to pay a little fine or whatever at blockbuster so kids were forced to I remember f- to rewind because if yeah, you don't I, uh, the parents are gonna get you're gonna get in trouble i forgot about so it, it that, that actually teaches the kid a to to do something that they're supposed to do like it keeps them it keeps them where they gotta be ready at all times and that, that's the thing i couldn't even think i can't think of the word what is it? responsibility he teaches them responsibility They they got to rewind after they watch a movie now they, they don't have to worry about it they they can leave. All they have to do is turn the TV off, and they're good to go.
2: <laughs> Bro, I'm going to tell you something. Now that you say that, and, and then I'm going to get back to my weekend and, 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 and finish this. But as you say this, I'm going to bird walk a little bit. Think about the dumb shit that we went through and that we paid for that made no sense. Like, we got penalized for not rewinding the tape. We got penalized for peak and off-peak minutes. Look at where we are right now, bro. And we look back. It was like, that was the dumbest shit ever. Like, where did that go? Same where with did text messaging,
1: having to pay the text message. Because when it first came out, you had to yes. pay.
2: Like, where, where did all that go? Are we not still doing the same thing? And now they wrapping it in a bundle. And like, it's because everybody got it. But it's crazy just thinking about the dumb shit that we had to pay for to where now we don't even have to leave a house to get a movie. We don't have to, as long as you got the internet, you could be anywhere in the world. That's true. Love it, though. It's a great thing
1: to have for us now. Yeah. For kids, it makes things a little easier for them, which that's why they say it, like, like kids aren't having to learn as much because everything's given to them on thing they don't they're not wanting to learn there's so much stuff to distract them they're not wanting to play yeah. outside as often because there's so so many other things that can take their attention away that they're not playing outside they're not doing stuff that we did when we grew up
2: now I'm um, Gary I, now here's my thing now I and and this is me to be honest with you I have no problem with my kids not going outside. It's 20, 21. No, I if agree. They don't wanna go outside and they feel like the house is cool and I just wanna stay in here. Like, it's a lot of parents that get upset that their kids don't go outside. Like, they ain't do like we used to do. Hell, we ain't had nothing to do inside. We didn't have nothing to do inside. We didn't have all these video games. We didn't have all this cool stuff. So, if I'd have had all this cool stuff, hell, I wouldn't have took my ass outside. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all to chill on these kids talking about, man. All they want to do is stay in the house and play the game. You're mad because when you were a kid that you didn't have that game option, you had to go outside. I stayed outside for 22 hours of the day. Yeah, because then nobody wanted to deal with you. You were a bad kid, okay? You were a bad kid.
1: <laughs> so so what did you do this weekend? So now that we went on that whole tangent of Legos
2: okay. and All growing right. up stuff. Yeah, yeah, so – so obviously I told you like the kids having stuff, I was kind of got a little jealous of them. because uh, they got cool stuff. And then you're gonna, you're gonna really, you're gonna really like this one. So you do realize that my Memphis Tigers won this weekend. And I am who's, watching who's this Memphis? game. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. My Memphis Tigers played this weekend. Uh Saturday, uh we won. We beat Mississippi State uh 30 I think it was 31 29 um but it was some things that happened in that game that had a lot of people puzzled I don't know if you've you've seen it the punt? Uh, but it, uh, the yeah the the punt or the the kick or whatever i I, I want to ask you your thoughts but I just want to let you know mine as we was going through it when the game first came on and we were getting like we didn't run that many plays dude and we started out just very similar to your high school football team. I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, stupid. I can't believe it. Like, I come inside and tried to watch it. And my wife was like, hey, just go on back outside and watch it back out there. I was like, you ain't never encouraged me to go outside. Like, OK, all right. I must be too loud. I get it. I'm going to go out here. Dude, I yelled and I screamed at the TV. My wife got in the shower and we started scoring points. I was like, "Ah, ah, go get back in the shower. go back i I think that was working that's working like let's just stay there we end up coming back and we end up winning it My the question is and it's not necessarily a question it's i'm not out there as a fan calling these plays i understand that the refs we the refs have got us the refs gonna get y'all i get it. it that's part of the game but you can't get mad at me and call off a bet because we won we, I don't care if you bet with somebody and they say we won. I don't care what happened within the game. Like, you nah, cheat. you knew that. I know it. I know they shouldn't have returned that. But that counted. So, therefore, I won.
1: That is true. You are the winner. That would be the, if you had made a bet, you did win the bet.
2: So, So, with that being said, the question I'm asking you is, is, in that situation, do you, obviously the ref made a bad call afterthought, but what made what, what do you think was going through the ref's mind? Just curious. Because I think I got, I, mean, well, I got my own assumption. So
1: a lot of people don't know the rule, obviously, because I would, everybody was in an uproar over it. But if the hunting team touches the ball and doesn't pick it up, the returning team can pick it up with no fault. Nothing bad can happen. They can fumble and lose the ball back. They still get the ball because it was touched first by the punting team. So it was a smart play by the Memphis guy once he saw that they weren't picking it up.
2: Yeah, I in the third. yeah.
1: but I will say the referee was 100% wrong. You don't run in and wave your hands like the play's over when it's not over. I think the thing is he saw the guy uh, from Mississippi State, on his knee with his hand on the ball, which is basically giving the ball up like he's down, like it's down, plays over, and he goes in to wave his hands. If you do that, that to to the Mississippi State guys, that's a universal signal because obviously we can't hear the whistle stuff. That's a universal signal, plays over. But then as soon as he sees the Memphis guy pick it up, he decides to get out of the way. So I think what was going through his head was 99% of the time, nothing happens once somebody touches the ball for the punting team the return team usually gets away and leaves it alone so this never really happens it's a very rare occurrence that this happens which i feel like it should happen more often with how often uh teams are trying to touch the ball and stop it early if they don't pick it up i think more returners should pick it up and go there's no fault that can happen but i do think the referee was wrong by waving his arms Obviously I didn't I didn't you can't hear a whistle on the game copy so I don't know if a whistle was blown if he, if he blew a whistle too then that's even worse but I definitely think he should be reprimanded and the crew could have fixed it if it was if once they saw it because they they and try to fix everything else which we're going to talk about that here in a little bit uh, so I feel like they could have but it was a smart play by by Memphis I think they did a the great job that it worked but I definitely think the referee was wrong by waving his hands because that is the universal signal for plays over. He doesn't, you don't do that if the play is not over. The ref never does that, never in life of anything. But again, that's a smart play. The ref just screwed it up, and is as the Memphis for doing it. I had nothing wrong with it.
2: Man, I'm just Kevin, off Hey, if you listen to the podcast, man, shout out to you and your awareness, man. Your awareness was on a thousand. At that particular time. With that being said Gary. And I don't know if this is what you wanted to talk about. But it was one particular game. That I was watching. And um, I can't remember. What game it was. But they they reviewed. Oh. It, it was our game. I think it was our game. It was 100% our game. I'm watching our game. And um, they go in. And they review. Uh, the onside kick uh mississippi state had recovered the onside kick so they was going in to um see if he was they, they said that the ball rolled too short right this is what i thought was very interesting the ball rolled too short well um with looking at the onside kick the ball didn't roll too short it actually rolled 10 yards and the guy fell on it so it was a it was a the recovery was good but within the film there was a legal block so the guy blocked before the guy was able to touch the the ball. So that, in turn, was an infraction. So with that being said, he called the infraction that was completely different. He was like, hey, you know, you guys recovered. However, before that, it was an infraction on the defense, so they had to re-kick it.
1: Which I is the right was,
2: call. It, it's the right call, but how often do you you hear about – because you, you're going in to see – Whether or not he recovered it or not. You're not going to look for other infractions. I mean infractions. That's just like saying the guy picked the ball on the other side and you see within them picking it on the other side the other guy being held. Yeah, I didn't think that
1: was I didn't think that was legal, but I don't obviously know enough
2: You see what I'm saying?
1: I don't think it's legal for you to go in and find a penalty on something else. But if it's the guy that's going, that's supposed to be covering the ball, and he gets hit instead of getting on the ball, and the other guy gets it, and it's clear as day, I can see that being being a penalty gets called. But I would, I don't think, I didn't think they were allowed to add a penalty on, uh, and let like in a review, I didn't think that was legal. I, but again, I don't know all the little rules. Some of the rules in college are just ridiculous. Same with some of the stuff in the NFL. And that's what brings me to what I – are you finished with your weekend? Because that's what I I was going to transition right into what I want to talk about.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. I I mean, I went on a bike ride. I got a new bike. But, you know, we ain't got to talk about that. But go Go back
1: to it. We'll go back to it since we're still talking about the rules and stuff. I I would love to hear your opinion as a running back because obviously you're offense, I'm offense, but I side with the defense on this. I think the targeting and the helmet to the head stuff – is so outlandish and outrageous. Nobody should be ejected for something like that unless you can truly say there was intent. And sometimes there is. But there are so many times they call targeting that it's because the offensive player lowers his helmet trying to truck the defensive guy. And the guy's trying to make a tackle. And if you lower your body as an offensive guy and your helmet gets hit, it should not be targeting. It just shouldn't be. Like you're trying to make a tackle as a defense. I, I think that's such a bogus call. I don't think players should get ejected from a college game because it's so subjective and they don't they go and review it. But half the time the people look at it again have never played before. They don't know why this happens. They just assume, oh, he's trying to hurt the guy. ninety nine percent of the time, nobody's trying to hurt anybody out there. They're just trying to make a play, and you're making it so much harder for the defense, which which I understand because, offense sells offense brings in points and excitement so i can understand that aspect but they say it's all about safety but i don't think it is about safety because it's not it's if it was safety you would say you can't lower your head and truck somebody as a running back but you can't say that because they got to protect themselves defense guys trying to protect themselves they push you just take a hit and get ran over like i just don't understand it personally
2: well what if i told you that if you saw what you hit You'd never go helmet to him. No, they do. If because
1: I told you that? If, if your helmet hits the side of their helmet, it's still called.
2: If you can see what you're hitting, you wouldn't ever hit there because that's not where you're trying to go.
1: So I'll, I, I'll give you an example. I'll give you one. They had one in, in the game. A receiver jumps up, catch the ball. Well, DB is just trying to hit him in the stomach to hit the ball, right? So yeah. he lowers his shoulder into the midsection. I, well, the look, guy's dude, coming I'm, down. And he when he comes down, he ends up catching him in the head, but he's aiming at the stomach to start. But because of gravity, he gets yeah. hit in the head, but he's a targeting now. And it was it was a shoulder to the head, not a helmet that time. And it was oh, still no, targeting.
2: I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm yeah. saying that I'm trying to come up with a way to to fight what it is that you're saying, like, on why you don't understand. So my the only way I can fight that is by saying if you see what you hit, then you'll never go helmet to helmet. But that also works for the offense, too. Like the offense can't just drop their heads because running backs, they do it all the time. I I That's, that's our form of getting low. So sometimes our eyes will drop uh, lower than they should be, that in turn dropping our head. And uh, I get that. But rolling your shoulders and keeping your head up is probably the hardest thing that you can do in any position, tight end, quarterback, like Because you don't know how low or how high is head length where you get your head taken off. And then that in turn gets the targeting call. You don't get that in the NFL. You don't get that at all. That helmet to helmet is subjective depending on how egregious the hit is.
1: Well, yeah, and like they had last week in the in the Packers game, which I don't want to mention, but last week in the Packers game, Zadarius Smith, he had a clean sack on the side of the guy no, didn't land on top of him. No helmet hit, but because it looked like he hit him too hard, they called a roughing the passer and it was like perfect hit. But and it's not reviewable. I just feel like those type of things should be reviewable a helmet to helmet, a uh, roughing the passer, all that should be reviewable. If or you don't have to like take a timeout, but you should have somebody's job up top is to review this. And if it's not, you what, well, without there's no flag on the play. Because you have time by the time they get together and make the call, somebody could order to rewatch it and see if there is. And it would literally not slow the game down at all. I just feel like there's so many times games get screwed up because of that, it doesn't make sense. They made a big deal about the pass interference from the, a while back for the Saints, and then now they had somebody reviewing pass interference last year. So why can't they do it about these type of things that can cost games? It just doesn't make sense.
2: Well, I told you the NFL has always been a reactive league. They've never been proactive. And, I mean, I don't know how the videos are going with the pass interference versus not a pass interference because it's kind of subjective to the ref. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like it's a pass interference every time the ball is thrown uh, on somewhere, on some receiver, uh, on the football field. So it's it's crazy, and I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I I It, I, it makes no sense to me either.
1: I also have another question. Did you see the uh, Giants Redskins game?
2: No, I didn't. What happened?
1: The whole hoopla of the D linemen jumping off sides.
2: Oh of no, I did. I, I did see that. I, so, I was gonna. I wanted to talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I watched the film multiple times. Obviously, this isn't reviewable. So I can understand how the referee calls this offsides. But again, something like a game-winning kick, I feel like that can be reviewable, and make it because that's the thing is like it doesn't everyone doesn't have to be reviewable but if it determines a game like if the last second field goal and you have to see if he jumped off sides to me that should be easy to be reviewable but again like you said they're reactive if you watch the tape and you watch it in slow motion he timed it soon as the snapper moved he moved like it literally was instantaneous so it looks off sides in real time because he's so much faster than everybody else but if you watch like a camera, like the they're supposed to do when they review things, he was perfectly not off sides. Okay. And that cost them a the game. That cost the cost the Giants a game. Because the kicker missed the field goal and got to redo it. A yeah, la that's what that. happened to I, Louisville when we played when I played.
2: Okay. So obviously, you know, there's some history there. We yeah. get it. We get it. I mean, you might be a little biased. I it's So I was trying to figure it out. This is how I end up seeing that play because he was trending. And a couple of newscasters or people were saying, that. who said that one player can't lose the game for you? And I was thinking, I was like, damn, like, for real? Like, y'all really putting this whole game on this man right here because of a moment? And it just, I was like, damn, looked at the play and did the same thing that you did. But again, that was a ref that missed it because – in real time, it looked like he jumped offsides. Correct. In slow motion, you was like, damn, he was a millimeter off on the snap. He could have been called offsides. But what do you do? I mean, you can't challenge penalties, right? Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it comes down to something like
1: that, you ha- you can literally hire somebody, their job is to look this over, especially if it's a game-winning thing, and make the call. And let everybody know you don't have to like stop the game. There's somebody else that can be that's their whole job is to make sure these things aren't wrong wrong because that's what they're talking about they want it they want it to be the best, but they don't want everyone to fix it when there's bad calls ever,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: and that's that's it's it's from college and it's pro and they allow it, so it's going to continue. And that's why you always hear people complaining about refs because there's they never do anything to fix any of it. Obviously, you can't fix everything, but it's the same thing with baseball with the strike zone. Everybody has issues with umpire strike zones, but I don't really know what you can do with that unless you go automated. But then, then what? That's really hard to do all that because you can't have automated, and then you have to have somebody else still there for if somebody got tagged out at home or something.
2: Oh, you just, you just went on a tangent just then. Man. Oh, it's just, cool? just
1: all in general. Yeah, we're good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, in
1: case y'all were wondering, yeah, time still has not shown up yet, still has blown us off again. So this is like the 14th time he's done this to us, oh. you know, typical time <laughs> oh. on his own time.
2: It, it, it's, it's, it's all right. So, so Gary, I, I finished watching this football game, man. I'm like all juiced up and stuff like that. And um, I go, man. Oh,
1: you're talking about your Memphis game, sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. my Memphis game because that, you know, that happened on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I, I don't know if you caught up. Are you caught up on The Walking Dead?
1: I am not. I'm okay, far so,
2: so the weekend has gotten big for us from a standpoint of we will ride, watch some college football on Saturday. We'll watch a bunch of, you know, NFL games on Sunday, and we get ready for The Walking Dead, bro. We get ready for The Walking Dead. Well, You know, it was funny because I I don't want to give it away. I'm not even going to go down there because I'd give it away because the conversation broke out about that. So I'm going to stop that. But, yeah, we watched The Walking Dead and then, you know, got up this morning and couldn't wait to have this conversation with you about your uh, Friday night game.
1: How was So let's talk about your bike. So you ended up buying a new bike?
2: Okay, so I didn't buy, like, a new bike. Okay. So not the bike you test rode. Not the bike I test rode. So I'm testing a bike today, uh, which is the Pillarino Prince. Uh not really sure if it's a good or a bad bike. Uh I'm just I'm testing it today. Uh and it'll be one of the one of the fast rides, so I'll get a chance to really hammer it. So it'll give me a good feel and tell me like, hey, if I want this bike or I don't want it. So I also I was trying to stay away from this. But since you're gonna walk me down this path, yep. I'm a, we're gonna go down this path, okay? I played in a kickball game this weekend. Oh me, okay. My wife and uh with some of my friends from my cycling community, right? And do you really wanna do you wanna do you want me to tell you about what happened in this kickball game? And all you gotta do is win eight games to win it all. Double elimination. Okay. I Chris, one of my boys called me and he was like, hey man, I need you to play on the team. Uh and I'm like, man, I got you. You know, it's for a great cause, uh, great foundation. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm yeah, I'm in there. Lock me in. I I asked the wife, I said, honey, you uh you know who we're going to be playing with? And she was like, nah, I don't know. But it's going to be a, it's gonna have to be a good crew because, you know, the guy who invited us, a very young, healthy guy, and we just assumed, like, hey, man, we're going to show up and we're going to be balling because we all athletes. Bro, I show up, and when I show up for the kickball game, our team is warming up. And I realized then I'm the youngest one on the team. The youngest one on the team, bro. We had one hamstring pull in warm ups. Like he just, he was getting ready to go jog and he pulled a hamstring. And so he was out for the game. So now we're down to 13. Like so we got to you, have so
1: your star player out for the game.
2: No, no, no. He was not a star player. <laughs> so <laughs> I want you, we'll allow 10 on the field at a time. You got to have 10 on there. We had 14. We had one go down in warm ups. So, you know, he over there cheering us on. And I'm like, man. What position did you play? This is rough. I played outside of a third. I played like. Uh, like short back,
1: outfield.
2: Yeah, kind of short outfield. It depends on, you know, coming up, making those plays. I mean, I did pretty good or uh, considering. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. So, we lose one in the warm-ups. And I'm like, okay, we can, we can overcome. We win the first game, bro. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. But within winning that first game, we lose one. We lose another guy. He was our pitcher. Uh, he go down. He pulled his quad. And I'm like, dang, man, you all right? He's like, yeah, uh-huh. Now, we're down to 12. We just down to 12, right? We're in the first game. We go into the second game, new pitcher, okay? <laughs> we got a new pitcher. And she come out. She pitches the ball. Does great. We lose 1-0. We win the first game 1-0. We 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 win the second – I mean, we lose the second game 0-1. So we're going into our third game, double elimination. Bro, we go into this third game and everybody like – uh, it's 12 of us now, right? We get into this game and, like, our star player, seriously, he pulls his quad. And I'm like, damn. Now, now we're down to 11, bro. It's getting serious because now there's no subs. Now you're playing full games. It's only five innings though, but they're going by fast. Man, we get into this third game, bro, and we pay 14 innings because it, it was a tie going into each one. Man, we went into our fourth game, and this is when I knew we were in trouble.
1: So you so you won your third game.
2: We won our third game. Two and one right now. Two and one. I told the wife, I said, it was we was juiced up. I'm talking about it was people sliding like it was one run where we had a lady fall, get back up and like finish. But in her mind, she had failed before she had failed. But then when she found out like, oh, I probably should stop fighting this, you could see it on her face. Gave it to us. She fell, got back up and scored. This game was like intense. We we got six runs in the and maybe the fourteenth, like because it was a very long kickball game. So we we get that we get that done and I tell them, I said, during the game, I said, whoever, whichever one of these teams win, they not gonna make it, they're not gonna win the next game. Man, we go into this next game. This is how I know we were gonna lose this game. They was passing out ibuprofen. Like <laughs> every everybody was passing out ibuprofen, and the lady at the door was saying, she said, Hey, max four, max four, and I'm, everybody was taking ibuprofen, dude. And I said, look at look at us. Look, look at look around. Did you take I'm, any? No, I didn't take any, but I'm I'm over here. I'm trying to gas them up like, hey, you know, we got this, but we had burned all our matches in the last game because it had everything you needed. It had the excitement. It had the hey, you can't make mistakes. We were making mistakes, but we were overcoming them and we were scoring points. And it was like, yeah, man, we just finally you. I was like, if we just peak right there, it's going to be bad. From here on out, (laughs) because even our (laughs) week wasn't but we spent everything. Man, we got out there and got our ass kicked in the fourth game, bro. I was so happy. Everybody was talking about they were so – man, I was calling people today, and they was talking about how sore they they was. My wife was on the game ready, her ankle. I was on there with my knee. I was like, damn, I didn't even know I did something to my (laughs) knee. But when you're playing, you have so much – so much adrenaline, you know what I'm saying? And then when you come back, you just realize. And I said, man, I'm at that age now. I'm at that age. Did anybody go undefeated? Uh, so there was a team, a police team that was there that were undefeated. But you would have had to beat them twice. Bro, eight games. Eight games. I was like, I don't know how y'all, like, why is there so many games? In one day, everybody playing the same amount. If you make it, that's the you make it to the championship, you gotta win a game. So you're doing it again next year? I said that I was going back, man, because it was fun. It was a lot of fun and it was for a great cause, man. And it I don't know. I can't I couldn't commit because I mean it was hot, bro. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. Uh, I'm I'm really not like a great kickball kicker. I mean like a kickball athlete. And they said that they had to put on there and specify no professional kickball teams. And I was like, what? They was like, yeah, there's professional kickball teams that I was like, "Now, nah. now, nah. Like, who who's sponsoring them? Like, what's, like, how do, what? I think there's professional everything. Like, I didn't know there was professional
1: paintball leagues and all that kind of stuff, but there's everything. They got professional something. They got professional Frisbee, the ultimate Frisbee teams.
2: So. That's crazy, bro. That's absolutely crazy, but yeah, that's that's that that rounds out my weekend. I was trying to hold back on that, but yeah, as a result of that, man, I just kind of uh, just been waiting on getting on this bike again. Can't Which, wait. To when's try it the out. next?
1: Uh, when wh- I know you said that uh, Reese is gonna do the hundred mile. Y'all are doing the hundred mile thing, right? Yeah. When does Whatever. that
2: take place? No, she did a hundred miles. She it's four no, days. No.
1: When, when are y'all? Yeah. When are y'all doing the long one to
2: wash? Four them? days, 500 miles.
1: So when is it's that? In
2: May. It's in okay. May.
1: Ooh.
2: It is in May. Ooh. Yeah. So she got time.
1: She got time to get ready for it.
2: Yes. Yes. Four days, 500 miles, and she'll get a new bike before she does it. So that's the good part.
1: So we'll how often are y'all training for that? I guess. I mean, how often y'all riding for that? I guess.
2: Well, well. So we'll go out uh, and we'll train. Well, I'll go. I can go every day uh, okay. if I wanted to. But she's just like, nah. She don't. I mean, her thing is, is she just got to get more saddle time, and she'll be fine. But, but uh, she trains Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Like okay. th- those are her days. And uh she'll do, you know, between twenty, thirty, thirty or you know, whatever it takes to get her to a hundred. And that was her first time hitting a hundred. So, you know, we making strides. We getting there. We get so
1: there. Will y'all ever ramp up to like a two hundred miles in a in a week to prepare yourself just for four hundred and four days? So of-
2: I I I heard a lady, she told me that she had never rolled more than fifty-five miles and she did the bike to dc she did the four days 500 miles she said the worst thing about being on that bike for that long in the saddle is your butt goes numb. i was like man i can see that yeah. i can see that but you know stopping and getting the right nutrition and stuff like that it, it'll work so, and it's, so it's a great on, ride
1: on that how long were the the stretches of rides
2: so so it's a ride to honor and, and Uh, it's, it's for police officers, fallen police officers. So what you do is, is you go from one police precinct that lost the officer to the next one, but that may be in the next County that may be in the next state, but you go from there to, and you, you go and maybe it's every 60 miles or every 50 miles, you'll have lunch, you'll have dinner and you'll get to the hotel. You ride your bike to the hotel. You, that's where you stand at for the night. They have a car bring all your stuff so you'll have all your stuff uh you check into the hotel you they, they let you know hey we're leaving at six o'clock in the morning and that's when we leaving at six o'clock everybody take off from that hotel you put your stuff in the van and you on the bike until you get to the next uh which may be uh the next police station they lost us uh uh and you keep that same process for the four days so
1: how do you get home? Are you flying home with your bike? What's how does no, that no, 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 no. They
2: they put you they put you on that van that's lugging your stuff with your bike, and then they drive you back to the oh, house. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, uh, that's yeah. probably the worst part. <laughs> oh, that's what everybody said is the, the drive back because you you don't want to sit after you've been sitting yeah. for that long. You'd rather them like, hey, let's just stay at the hotel tonight and we leave in the morning. No, everybody come in, and then when everybody come in, you get on the the vans and they take you back.
1: Dang, that's that's crazy
2: yeah yeah but it's a it's a fun ride man because not a lot of people can say that they they bike 500 miles in four days
1: uh, that's um, an impressive feat that's a, it'd be i'm interested to see y'all do it i think you should do something where you document each day like maybe you go live while you're doing it or something uh, where you document each day of this trip i think it'd be a good thing for people to see and I think it just it's for a good cause, so why not? I know they
2: might they might make
1: fun of you for the way you're hurting, but
2: I was just gonna say <laughs> you, <you'd be> good. <laughs> you, really you really want that. Yeah, man, I did the eighty five miles uh this year and you know, one of the homies was like, Man, you know, come out and do it and I did it and I loved everything about it, man. Just uh the police escort because it's it's the falling you get the police escort almost all the way to uh uh D C. It's crazy like just the the everything that's surrounding it, like hearing the family stories and how they've progressed since they lost you know their son or their daughter and you know what they were doing when it happened it's just and you hear all these stories along this this journey, and you're just like man it's it's incredible just hearing people about and everybody's cyclists, nobody cares that you're a celebrity or that you play football or not. it's just everybody coming together. For this bike ride because you know, it costs you to do this bike ride. So you're technically donating. So it Everybody wins.
1: So I definitely think you should use uh, The production company mislabeled wonderland. I think you, they could film a good little uh, Documentary type thing of you doing this I think it'd just be a good video to have yeah. too because I think it's like you said it's four days 500 miles you get great stories i think it's something that could be a good thing and you should light on this on this whole issue and i think it'd be a good little video
2: okay i see what you're doing here yeah why not right i i might i might i might i we'll see we'll see i just don't (laughs) want y'all to make fun of me in the hurt locker because i know but again i don't think they
1: can because you're doing it for a good cause they're not doing it yeah Uh, yeah
2: we'll see We'll see what, what people think. I, I have to put a poll or something up and see. Uh, Gary, when are you going to do anything with yourself, man? Like, you literally yeah, – you were you that kid. That's why I said that. Like, look, it's I'm okay going to Blockbuster. Okay. Sleep me alone. No, you're not going to Blockbuster. <laughs> They're currently not open. But what I'm saying is, is, like, you're one of those kids that I was talking about that just don't leave the house. Like, you don't want to go outside. You don't want to go outside and play. you okay with being in the house all day. I, I'm saying when are you going to get your shit together and go get you a workout in? Next uh,
1: week when cinnamon versus sugar takes off.
2: Oh, you want that smoke?
1: Yeah, you know it.
2: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, you know I, it. Yeah, I guess we could – I mean, you want to end it right there? Yeah, or I think wanna... that's
1: good. I think everybody's good. A little shorter than normal, but, hey, uh, we'll be back next week with another one. Always here. So, oh, good one
2: yeah, was that was fun. horrible. That was terrible the way you just... like, Come on, man. Give us a little bit more than that. <laughs> Thank
1: y'all for joining us. This was a fun time, and hope you enjoyed it, and see you next time. How's that one?
0: And <laughs> <laughs> we out. Dear God, I am probably talking to nobody right now because there is no way you survived. Through that podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I got jokes. I'm just kidding. Good job, fellas. But you know what? We are headed to overtime. Listen, guys, I can't believe, Gary, you had a perfect opportunity to call D'Angelo out on his Steelers losing to the Las Vegas Raiders, but you didn't do it. You want to know why you didn't do it? Because your team, the Packers, are looking like trash so far, too. We'll find out later tonight if they are actually as trash as they looked last week. But you know who made them look like trash last week? The New Orleans Saints. And you know who made the New Orleans Saints look like trash this week? Them Carolina Panthers boys. And that's exactly why you tried to lock time out of this podcast, because you knew... I was going to get on both of your asses about your teams. Your picks are bet. My money is looking good right now. I wanted to address one thing that I heard the guys talk about because uh, D'Angelo brought up how he is so jealous of kids these days because of all the things that they have growing up. That's debatable because I think there's a lot to be said for being race going outside having to interact with people because I'm not gonna lie I, I like do teen night shows and stuff where I go interact with these kids uh, young people and you know people I'll see on Instagram they're like insta-famous the and they're teenagers when you meet them in person they have zero personality because they don't know how to interact with people they don't know how to go have fun they live their lives through their telephones and through their social medias and their tiktoks they know how to make a quick 15 second 20 second video where they look like they're going off but then when you try to interact with them in person they, they look like they look like they don't know how to talk to people. They don't look like they know how to have an imagination anymore But I'll tell you this. This is who I'm jealous of. I am jealous of our parents Because this is what I'm saying If you're raising a kid in today's world, you have got it a hundred times worse and it's just true it's just true because all the kids want to do today is stay locked into a screen. So you can't send them to go outside to play with their friends that they're going to be in the in the house running up your data plans, spending hundreds of dollars on on you know, you got damn Fortnite and all this crap. But not only that. Back in the day, if I wanted to log into the internet and see a pair of titties because you know what, I'm a growing young man. I had to log into AOL Get the internet running. Pull up LimeWire. You know, if I'm trying to download a video or some 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 rap music to listen to, some dirty lyrics that I want to listen to because oh I'm not supposed to listen to rap, but I'm gonna listen to rap. I had to find 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 a, a clip that's probably gonna give my computer a virus. That's that's gonna take 30 minutes to an hour to download, and then and then. It might not even be the right thing that I was trying to download because it could probably just be somebody trying to take. Today's world, everyone has at their fingertips endless amounts of titties. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Endless amounts of titties to where you ain't got to download Shh. You ain't got to go up to the TV screen where you got the fake, you got the fake channels where, you know, you used to have HBO and about 1130, 12 o'clock at night, they would have those like adult shows that would come on where every now and then the black and white fizz would hit just right to where you could see a nipple and you like, ooh, I'm living right out here. I just seen a nipple on HBO. Ooh, no, it's at their fingertips. Our parents had it easy. It's gonna be so hard to raise children in this world because of that. Not only that, it's all over. Instagram you got Insta Thoughts, and you got people striving to be Insta Thoughts. Like celebrity, celebrity social media people, like hey, I just can't fathom what it's gonna be like to parent people that grow up in this generation with all the access to Information and stuff they have at their fingertips. So that's who I'm jealous of. I am jealous of our parents and the fact that we didn't have this ish growing up. We had Legos that 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 you had to build your own houses, like the boys talk about. That's what we had. Lincoln Logs out here. We had Frogger out this thing. We had we had Halo parties back in the day because we get to go out there link up and nerds play around Halo parties. And today it's like. You got people DM, I don't want to get there, but you know what I'm talking about. Lord have mercy. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you coming to overtime, and I appreciate you letting me talk to you about them Carolina Panthers. We out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.